Alright, so, welcome to episode 3 of the Cry Havoc podcast. And I started by saying, alright, so, because this is a doozy, just for everyone out there. It's, um, it's two hours long, it's with my sibling, Lilium, and we get into, once again, not gonna tell you what, but I will say, um, sorry mom for calling you a pussy. Although, I think if you listen to the conversation and you would agree in the context, it was probably accurate. Now imagine, you are tripping absolute dick on mushrooms. I guess I need to pick it up with my own butthole. It feels like a magic trick because some people happen. Why are you asking such deep questions? Alright, here we go. We're in it. Podcast has officially started. We are here. Episode 3. Best number. You say that, but other people would disagree. That's fine. A lot of people think it's an unlucky number. Uh, um, not Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, it's the magic number. It's the magic number. 369-12-15-18-21-24-27-30. I have never forgotten how to count by threes. Yeah. At um, least up until 30. It's helped me a lot in my life because working at Hot Topic, we do the hot cash thing, which is like always in the front of our mind is hot cash for every 30 you spend you get 15 so every time i'm figuring out how much hot cash they get i go three six nine twelve fifteen eighteen every fucking time <laughs> for those of you man and a woman had a little baby oh my god there were Let's... three that's a magic number it's a magic number uh, for those Christ. of you who don't know, the magic number refers to A, my third guest on the podcast, B, the third person born into my biological nuclear family. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Not um, my favorite part. And, um... Also, I guess, is that your favorite number? It is, is my favorite three number. Three is your favorite three number. Three and seven, but mostly three. Is it, do you think it's coincidental, or do you think it's the fact that you are the third born child that makes you attach on to three in that particular way? Honestly, it's very difficult to say, because being number three first of all, is, like, not what people strive for. Everybody wants to be number one. 
Yeah. But fuck Matthew. But um, we should also <coughs> mention it's three out of eight. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> so still pretty high up there on the roster. Pretty high up there, but kind of middle. Exactly. But I was the first one born without a penis. So that made me special. Special. Oh my god. You had different genitals. Yeah. Crazy, right? Must be a completely different person. Must be. Um, Although it has come to my attention that you and I are remarkably similar. Yes. Uh, but we'll get into all that, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> if not this podcast, but One possibly, of them yeah. Someday. Like, I plan on repeat guesting a good bit, at least for sure, like in these beginning parts. Yeah. I mean, um, like, no offense, but you're gonna have to. You're saying I don't know point. famous people? I'm saying you don't know famous people who will come be on your <coughs> podcast. You're saying I don't know famous people that want to sit in my bedroom surrounded by dildos? Is that what you're saying? That is what <laughs> I'm saying. Yes. That's um, ridiculous. <laughs> but as far as liking three versus being number three, I think it's different things. Um... I like it because it's the first odd number that nobody likes. Like, one, technically an odd number, but people want to be number one. They want to be first place. It's, like, a cool place to be. That, yeah. Number three, nobody likes odd numbers. Everybody's yeah. all obsessed with making sure their music is on an even number and their volume is set to an even number and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Most and people are even happy with second. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not first... At You're least last. you were second oh. place. Well, <laughs> I guess that's the way I think, considering the fact that I was, you know, number two, the deuce. Um, <laughs> but, but I like ahead. the number three. It's an underappreciated number. It's a number people look over. And it's a number that I personally feel needs more representation, which is kind of a big theme in my life, is things people it's, don't yeah. really think about or give enough credit to. That is true. And I think <coughs> that is a great possibility that the reason that you gravitate towards things that get like things that get less attention or don't have proper representation is because you do feel that way about yourself and you have felt that way about yourself for a very long time being in a family with eight fucking kids it's too many it's too many oh your parents must not have had a tv <laughs> yeah are you it's, catholic yeah it's too many i know I don't need you to talk to me more about it. <laughs> so, what is, um, in your experience, you tell somebody that you're a, you know, whatever digit out of eight children, What what's the first thing the other person says that you've just told this to? Oh, wow. Okay, but <laughs> beyond but the beyond that, yeah. generic, like, for me... It's always a question. 
And that question comes in one of two forms, usually one right after the other. And that's, I think, more consistently, I would say the question is, oh, are you Catholic? And then if that fails, which it always does because we're not, no. never have been, uh -huh. the other question is, oh, are you Mormon? Also, no. No, parents were just crazy. Parents were just crazy. <laughs> you have know, you seen me? Mom used to tell me that she had to twist my dad's arm for every single one of us. Couldn't have. And I guess her point at the time, 100% benefit of the doubt that isn't necessarily deserved, um, 100% benefit of the doubt, she was trying to tell me that she wanted us so bad that she would do anything she twisted dad's arm into so creating us. Proclamation of love. Exactly. Yeah. Somehow in her brain. Um, well... I, the way you just explained it, it sounds that way. Yeah. It seems... Um, but what I always heard was that my dad, who's hardly ever around, didn't even actually want me. I just kind of ended up here in his life, and now I don't wash the dishes well enough. Just <laughs> for everyone listening, forewarning... Like, I don't know, trigger warning, whatever you want to call it. <coughs> content like, warning. Content warning. This Abusive shit parents. deep. It already has, and we Bad are family officially dynamics. eight minutes into this podcast. So, just <coughs> if, like, if. weird family shit or, like, you know, tra traumatic family shit bothers you, just skip to the next one. Yeah. It'll probably be a lot more lighthearted. Or, well... I don't know. I don't it'll know about light... It'll be... Not this specifically. <laughs> that is true. Um, but... Because there's nothing else that could be specifically... This. This. Yeah. Our family is very specific, if nothing else. <laughs> what this, a gentle way to put it. This is a very... Oh, that I think I might, like... I have so I much know. I can get into if we stick Clip on Clip that, family save shit. it. Um, <coughs> I don't think we should. I think we should talk about things bigger than that. I but agree. I think that also, like, the family shit is easy for you and I to get into because we're used to that. We're used to talking about that kind of shit all the goddamn time. Yeah. Um, we have to at this point. Yeah. We're also pretty used to talking about, like, other stuff... Like I was saying before, bigger than that. But also, like, um... What about stupid shit? What about dumb shit that we've probably talked about before? What do you mean I, by dumb shit? Like, ugh, that's so dumb. Or like, no, like <laughs> what the fucking fuck? Like, meaningless bullshit. Like, what's your favorite color? But I can't think of a better example right now other than that. And I'm pretty sure... And even sure that, I can get pretty deep in for no reason. So... Let's do it. Well, Does that have a top on it? Sorry. Yes. I got a cork around here somewhere. Anyway. Your favorite color and why. There we go. 
Wow. Good job avoiding family shit. So my dad's favorite color is green. Oh, gross. <laughs> Come on. It goes deep. It's it goes deep. such a huge part of who I am and why I ended up where I am. It's hard to avoid it. Yeah. Especially with someone I'm comfortable talking with. Not many people have that direct of a line between their favorite color and why it is their favorite color, though. Like, I don't know of anybody that I've ever talked to that I've Ken asked just them. just immediately. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, yeah, my mom really <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> That's why I like yellow. Like. Oh, God, yellow. Yeah. Anyway. If you enjoy yellow, you are probably a psychopath or trigger warning we hate yellow <laughs> <laughs> if it's like really well blended into other colors yeah if it's, it's fine in its if place. it's a subtle i don't want all yellow anything especially candy land unless characters. unless it's something a dangerous or b to protect you from danger, say a hard hat or like a traffic cone. It is a very bright, shocking color that shouldn't have to be looked at for a long period of time. Which is the point. Which is the point. Like it's a attention grabber, which... That you want to look away from. Because red is an attention grabber you're supposed to look at, which is why like traffic lights do red. Is because right. it's supposed to grip your attention and keep it. So well, you're like, does. oh shit, that's red. It does. Because red has always been, and I'm not exactly sure on a biological reason for this, but evolutionarily, fire's red, it, well, it could be fire. Fire's a pretty good. The very first thing we But need. the thing is that, like, insects, mushrooms, Fucking mushrooms. Yeah. A goddamn fungus decided, I'm going to make myself red so that these motherfuckers know not to eat me. First, before it was red, the mushroom was like, I'm going to make myself poisonous so these motherfuckers won't eat me. And guess what we kept doing? Eating. We kept eating those mushrooms. <laughs> so the mushroom was like, okay, well, I need to tell people before they put me in, my, in their mouth that I am poisonous. Therefore... I will be red. And this is way too much of an anthropomorphizing of evolution. Is it though? But it really fucking is. Evolution Wasn't works absolutely nothing like this. I mean, it's along these lines, but it has no conscious thought whatsoever, yeah. which is what I'm attributing to it okay. constantly in the conversation. But... The thing is, it needed to be poisonous so that less people would eat it and more of the mushroom would survive. And then, more of the mushrooms that were more red got eaten less of the time. They continued living on and reproducing. And therefore, the more red you were, the more you got to reproduce. And there we got... Red, poisonous mushrooms. And then other mushrooms also somehow figured out that these mushrooms are red and not getting eaten, so they turned red. 
But they weren't actually poisonous. They were just surviving. They were just surviving. And that's how we get, uh... Fuck. It's in here somewhere. The name of it. Oh, god damn it! It's the red ones with the white circles on them. The, like, <clears throat> toad mushrooms. Yes. The toad toadstool mushrooms. It's the whole reason that Christmas exists. Um, let me look it up real quick. You should talk about something, though. I should talk about something? Um... Because I've been talking for a while. Yeah, I'll finish my favorite color thing. Oh, yeah! I never even... So, I'm such a bad host. Go ahead. Um, My dad's favorite color was green. My dad was a big fan of both the Minnesota Vikings and the Michigan State Saints. Not Saints. Spartans. Spartans. Thank yep. you. Uh, and I knew I didn't like purple, so the Vikings weren't it. But I wanted so badly to be close to my dad okay. that I learned to like football. And I love the color green. And I wanted to work on cars. And engineering was cool. And I got real into Jesus. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> but, and... So purple is our mom's favorite color. And I assume that's why you said couldn't get into purple, so Vikings were out. Yeah. I can't get into purple. On the other hand... Can't get into mom. Your favorite color, when asked, your first association with, is that it's your father's favorite color. That seems like heavy favoritism. Yeah. I, I always favored dad. I mean... All of my... I think we all knew. Childhood memories. But... Like... That just is such a contrast. But in the same exact story... In... About your favorite color... Your least favorite color gets mentioned. Which just so happens to be... Essentially, like... The arch nemesis of the person whose... Favorite color you share is the person whose favorite color is your least favorite color. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um. Hi, Mom. Hope you support Andrew and listen to this fucking podcast. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> I've thought about that a couple of times when we were Look. recording. I There's we the whole podcast with Evan, kind of, the first episode. <laughs> cuts off at the very end because we start getting in this ugh yeah uh long time anyway. listeners will get it <laughs> anyway true fans um, yeah my whole life basically most of my memory which is irritatingly detailed yeah i remember specifically in emotions I can remember almost every emotion I've ever felt, and if it's a strong one, I can remember what caused it from two or three years old. My brain went the whole opposite direction. Yeah, no, I, I remember everything. Long term, short term, I can't remember I can shit. see, I can see both of us, and I can see, like, how both of us are 
kind of personality wise, and I feel like forgetting shit's way better. Probably. Um, I'm mostly joking, but. But for most of my incredibly vivid memory here, um, I've associated mom with genuine neglect. Just not caring, not trying, not there on purpose. And when I think of my relationship with dad growing up, it was abandonment for sure. My dad wasn't there. My mom was neglecting me. But I always knew he was gone for a reason. He needed that job. He had eight fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He needed to be in that yeah. shitty position that we all know he didn't like. Not only that. To travel the world to support eight children who I've been informed he didn't want. Not only, yeah, uh, <laughs> as a child. As a child. Going that through was it. my in understanding. The thick of it, in the thick of it, going through the middle of it, being informed that basically one of your parents didn't consent to you existing. Uh-huh. I was told from a very young age, mm. can't, once again, my memory, totally shot. It's like I Beautiful. was roofied from age 8 to 18. Oh, it was, right, a dream. Fantastic. <laughs> so but jealous. I do get a few flashes here and there. One of the things I vividly remember is mom informing me that I was an accident. That I was unintended, or um, what a well, happy with surprise! How close you were to Matthew, right? Um, they would have never planned another one right then. This is crazy, but it's just like I said. It's just flashes. You know, I looked up the name of the mushroom. I know it mm -hmm. now. Yes. I remember it. It was in my brain the whole time because it's such a cool name because mushrooms are amazing Correct. and they have the coolest names ever, like Psilocybe cubensis, which is not the mushroom that I'm talking about, but it's another trippy mushroom. And mm, this one is one of them is penis envy, so that's all I need to know. That is a sub species okay. of. Psilocybe cubensis. Okay. Fun I believe. Fact. I could be 100% wrong. I don't know, but if I'm right, you know how smart I sound? <laughs> yes, I do, because I... Yeah. So, this other <laughs> mushroom, it's the red one with the white circles on it, like Toad from Mario. Uh-huh. It's called Amanita muscaria. And... Reindeer? fucking caribou real life reindeer absolutely love these motherfuckers they are a trippy mushroom that you know like you can definitely trip balls uh one of the most famous people to ever do mushrooms ever his name is terence mckenna um 
was talking in an interview one time about how he took Amanita Muscaria, and it was one of the scariest trips that he's ever been on. It's supposed to be extremely terrifying, and I really have no interest. Yeah. Um, I'm there with you on that. It's supposed to be a very, like, you think you're dead mushroom. Which is terrifying. And... Is the fact that, A, caribou love these motherfuckers. So much so that if you eat Amanita muscaria mushrooms and then have to go pee later out in the snow... You will be surrounded by caribou by the time you are done taking a piss. Because they will eat up that fucking snow just to start tripping balls off of your mushroom piss. Like... Has it been proven that they're tripping? Or yes. Is it digested differently? Like, well, okay, so I don't know that. From them, so I don't know if there's even a way to tell. That? Yeah. I mean, they act weird. I mean, anything's going to act weird if you input They act that it's like... Not kind of like drunk caribou I guess I whatever have you ever seen a caribou in person no mm. no but I know you They're have fun. what is they that like they are magnificent Huge. creatures first of all their antlers are fuzzy and that's amazing I knew that from Disney I I've didn't. seen Frozen like you know I well I didn't until Frozen yeah Frozen it's which came out after I saw a caribou Okay. But exactly, like they look magical. Like I get why they got picked to be Santa's mode of transportation. Like I get why there are all these fairy tales and that's what I'm talking about <clears throat> with the mushrooms. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's how the caribou got part of it. They look wise and magical. Yeah. Which, like, okay. caribou and moose. Now imagine, now imagine, you are tripping absolute dick on mushrooms. You walk outside to take a piss. Just for the sake of the fantasy, imagine you have a fully functional hose to relieve yourself. Oh Just because I know... Just let your imagination run wild for that for a second. Mm -hmm. And then imagine all of a sudden, while you're tripping nuts on mushrooms, six caribou start walking out of the woods slowly towards you, sniffing around just to get a little bit of the same thing that you're on. And you're tripping balls. So all of a sudden, these caribou look like they're flying through the fucking sky, carrying around some fat ass on a sled, because that's the only vehicle that you could possibly imagine right now, because you're in the middle of goddamn Alaska. Like, not only that, but these particular mushrooms grow specifically under conifer trees and you know what it kind of looks like when you got this conical pine tree type thing with a bunch of little red and white maybe boxes under it it's like christmas presents 
Yeah. And you know what? When they made these mushrooms illegal to take, the shamans who saw it as a religious rite of passage would sneak into people's houses in order to perform these ceremonies. You know what entrance these shamans took to get into these people's houses? The chimney. They came down the chimney and delivered little red and white presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if you love Christmas... Which I really do. You should do mushrooms. Which I really do. Yeah. Um... So I've known you since you were born. Uh-huh. Which is an interesting perspective to have on a podcast guest. I don't think I've ever yeah. heard anything like that before. Which it probably exists. Yeah, but you listen to a lot of podcasts. and I do. I've never heard that. You've literally known me since... You can remember the day I was born, even if it's little bits. Yeah. You can remember the day... I was born. I can remember literally probably You were two years thirty old. seconds of that day. I don't You were literally actually two years remember old in my own mind. I don't remember in my own mind going to meet you at the hospital. I don't. I do, in my own mind, remember being in the hot tub at Grandma and Grandpa's house and being told that you were being born, but I cannot, through my roofied fucking brain, <laughs> my childhood roofied brain, remember exactly that moment. I do, however, remember seeing pictures later of myself in that moment holding you. I know it happened. I know it existed. I can picture it because I've seen a picture of it, but I cannot in my own brain go back to it. And I don't know if that's like what I've been talking about here, like trauma, PTSD kind of memory fuckery, or if it's just the fact that human beings don't have that good of a memory in the first place. Who See, does remember being that young? Me. I was, what, two years old? You were two years old, two and a half almost-ish. Yeah. Because you were born February of 93, and I was June of 95. So you would have been two, That's almost two and a half. That must be my earliest memory then. Oh. I thought there were some other memories. Because there are some things that I do remember from a long-ass time ago that... Uh, I thought were my oldest memory because, like, how do you tell? Um, how can you tell what your oldest memory is? You rewind your brain, right? You just rewind as far as you can go. But um, I remember my earliest memory. How do you know it's your earliest memory? First of all, I'm a. Do you want me to do that part first? Yes. How do you know? Because this memory. It has been confirmed by other people, or... Yes, it's been confirmed... By other by people. By my mother. Yeah, that it happened at a specific time. That this happened at a specific okay. time. That's all I need to know. I, I Which, was just... 
Mom has gaslit a lot of my memories, but this one she's confirmed happened when I think it did. Okay. Well, if you tell me what it is, I might be able to also assist with that. I but remember I did address. my first bedroom. Um, okay. I remember my pink flowered comforter. I remember my light colored wood crib. I remember the eggshell walls and the dusky cream colored shag carpet. And I remember my closet had two bars in it at two different heights and it had a slant in it because it was above the stairs. I remember all of that. Specifically in personal vivid detail. You must have been a year. So young. Year and a half. Yeah. Because right after that, we moved to the new house, which is where Christy was born. Yeah, I was just about to say. We moved and then Christy was born because it was the house yeah. with all the wood paneling. By and the that way, tiny also, most of my siblings have been born in the houses that we lived in. Yes. So. Oh, and. It makes the. A lot of our names very, rhyme. <laughs> it makes the houses very memorable. Yes. Um, anyway. Anyway, so I remember that room before which, Christy's birth, which is my next memory. By the way, neither of our last name, or original last name, has been mentioned on the podcast. And I okay. don't intend to put it in the description or anything. So at this point... Did I say it? No. Okay. No. No, I'm just saying yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I to say it. I just thought about it. It's, like, a little bit interesting, at least. Like, yeah. even if we Also did... protects their identities a little bit. Nah, everybody will find them. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not going to be hard. <laughs> oh, my God. They they will present themselves. Yeah, it's... they will. You'll know them when you see oh, them. Oh, buddy. There's one or two that are going to just keep silent for the rest of their lives, keep to themselves, and... Never really bother anyone, but not really contribute to anything. Okay. Anyway, so my next vivid childhood memory is Christy being born. And by the way, I was wrong. The slanted uh, closet was in the second house, not the first one. Correction. Flawed the memories are. Um, I do. I mean. But see. I know that the slanted closet comes after because Christy's involved in that memory, and I know she was born between remembering my crib, her birth, and the slanted closet. Right, you weren't in a crib anymore by the time she was born. Yeah, Um, because I was almost three when she was born. Yep. Um... It didn't take long. I remember seeing her born. In vivid detail. I was playing with Legos. I don't know what y'all were doing. I was watching. Gross. I've seen almost all of them be born. The midwife got, like, as a present, got Matthew and I a Lego set. It was basically my first Lego set ever. There may have been... 
a couple of small ones before that, possibly. But at that point in time, it was the first big Lego set I ever got. And it was, was it? it was a castle. It was a castle with a bunch of knights, and it came with a dragon, and there was a king, and there was a good king, and there was a bad king. See, I think I remember And the I good king that. was invading. The good king was invading oh, the bad king's castle. And that's when I got into Legos. Because, like, if I'm playing with Legos, I don't got to worry about whatever mom and dad are up to. <laughs> even if it's having a fucking baby. You know what I did while, um... So, my best friend from childhood, Glenn... His mom had a baby in my house, too. Yeah. 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 And during that childbirth, we went upstairs and played Monkey Ball and <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. <gasps> oh, God. During the whole thing. Like... Just completely ignoring it. there was ever a time, like, in between races or, like, you know, we just, like, basically got exhausted from playing some of Smash Bros that we like paused it for a minute and like you heard his hear his fucking mom wailing in the background and you're like alright let's keep playing monkey ball <laughs> I was downstairs for the whole thing gross cause I used to sit in on mom's classes yeah. which started you... off as a ploy to get snacks that's the whole reason you're able to watch Grey's Anatomy without closed eyes time Sitting in on Bradley classes? I don't know, maybe. I, I haven't put that much thought into that. I have a incredible... I have an iron stomach for medical things. Yes. Same. I do not like medical shows at all. I love medical anything. I watch, like, actual videos of live surgeries frequently. Gross. Nasty. Frequently. The fuck? Random surgeries. I, I will. I love it. I can't. And I don't know if that's like one I can give to Ma or if I'm just a person who is okay with those things. Because honestly, like, even though I'm aware of like why it grosses people out and why it's hard for a lot of people to watch, I understand a thousand percent. But instead of how most people view it as, like, this scary thing, a person being cut open and dissected and changed and, you know, whatever's happening in the surgery, I see it. This person needed... That's remarkable. Something. It's fucking insane. They needed this crazy thing. Like, even how far surgery has come in... The last five years, which I know not many people outside of the medical field keep up with. It's insane. We've figured out which millimeters are safe to be cut out and helpful to be cut out and which ones aren't in all parts of the body. Yeah. It's incredible. It's It's, insane. It's a talent. It's an art. I see it as art and helping and healing where most people just see blood and gore and being dissected. Oftentimes, 
when I'm at work. I see construction work, especially electrical. I mean, literally all of the different trades, but I guess, like, I kind of have favoritism towards electrical. Yeah. But, literally all of them, it's, like, dumb surgery. A house is like a body, basically. There's a system that pumps all the liquids around. That's plumbing. Mm-hmm. There's a system that, you know, controls all the electrical signals and whatnot. That's the nervous system and the electricity in the house. There's a respiratory system. There's fucking air conditioning. Like, it's There's literally venting system. air in and out of yeah. your house, cleaning it, ventilating it, putting it where it needs to be. It's extremely similar to a human body. So is a computer, for that example. Like, for the same example. But it's like dumb surgery, because it's so big that it's harder to mess it up. Because a human body is, like, tiny and intricate, and it all is in, you know, like, within millimeters of space, like you're talking about. But in a big old house, and you don't need that much stuff. And most of the electricity is either on all the time, or you put a switch on it to turn it off sometimes. But, like, a human body is literally millions and billions of, like, little tiny switches that turn on or off, like, your nerves or your muscles or your brain parts or anything. It all comes down to a one or a zero. It's either on or it's off. Either your muscle is contracting or it's relaxed. And you just have so many different muscles that depending on which one is contract and which one is relaxed, you can grab a lighter and you can light up a bowl. Exactly. But anyway, your friend Glenn, whose sister I watched birth. Um, yeah, that's gross. I wanted to get away from that. And here okay. we are. No, go ahead. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just um, <laughs> that's... I don't know where I was going bringing that back. I had something and it's gone now. Watching somebody give birth has to be an awe-inspiring experience. I, on purpose, have avoided every single time that the opportunity has presented itself. Which has been a lot of times. It's been a lot of times. When your mother literally works as a job to deliver people's babies, it is a 100% fact that you will end up with a pregnancy kick. No, but <laughs> go on. How crazy is it to watch some a human come out of another human? It's got to be better than a basketball, right? <laughs> Depends. Um, is it so even different? Yes, it is different. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, you know, at first, my experience with childbirth was, first of all, Christy being born, which, while I remember, I don't remember. Very early. 
specifically, like, graphically, anatomically, the process. Yeah. I remember seeing mom and seeing a baby come out, and then there was a baby and there was mom, basically. But when mom was starting to learn all her childbirth things and become a Bradley teacher and a midwife and so on and so forth, um, we watched some videos. Videos, particularly in the earlier 2000s when we started watching them, were just horrific. Oh, like childbirth videos. Yeah, it was only No, I remember, like, walking downstairs at some point and just, like, I could instantly tell just by hearing a little bit of it. Like, it's a very distinct type of video. Like, it's definitely done on a camcorder. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a single fucking frame. I tell you that. I knew. I was well aware. I think I may have even been warned by mom. I think that like, hey, birth videos. You're a you've got a penis, so you can't see a vagina. Yes, that makes sense. I had a penis, and I was not allowed to see any vaginas. (sighs) But if you had a vagina, all of a sudden, at five years old. You were responsible for knowing how big that thing had to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were um, like, it was like, you better start working your way up with Sharpies right now. Bro, I did, too. But, <laughs> no, so watching birth videos at first, everything about it terrified me. From that perspective, it was bad video quality, it was graphic, it was bloody, it was gross. You couldn't really see what was going on. There was just hair everywhere. Cross. Everywhere. In inside, outside. It just was there was so, so much everybody hair. knows. It's like one eighty P. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's like cell phone quality video. <laughs> but you still All get you the can full see audio. Is like some really pink stripes and then hair. That's all you got to work with. It's disturbing. But like then, I said, never seen it. I've heard. Yeah, it's bad. I've you heard details. I think Matthew probably caught some. And he probably did it on purpose. Definitely divulged. I have no idea. I don't know, man. I like I said. I mean, with roofie. how mom hyped it up, he was probably like, "Oh, vagina," roofie. and got nothing he was looking for. I got clips. I got little clips every now and again, and most of them I enjoy, so don't ruin that for me. I'm not trying to. <laughs> um, I remember humping a lizard, like... At the zoo? No, oh. no, no, at the house. Oh. It was a giant stuffed animal, but it was oh, a lizard. Oh, I remember... Okay, I yeah. remember that guy. Yeah, Glenn did it mm. as a joke, and then I was and like, oh, like, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I did you. it. And then when they figured out there was jizz in the lizard, they blamed it on Glenn. So, sorry, Glenn. Really but easy he knows that Glenn. now. We've discussed it. We've, we've <laughs> been over it. We're still friends to this day. Motherfucker posted a goddamn status the other day, though. He said, I will post a hype-up status for anybody who care reacts this. And I care reacted it, and this motherfucker still ain't posting me a hype up status. I saw him doing that. I know he I loves me though. I don't care, Glenn. I love you too. All right. 
Anyway, but then I saw a real birth. Um, so in for, person. Yeah, in person. Live action. That wasn't my sibling. Um, <laughs> so for a little context, for anybody who doesn't know, my mom was constantly having these fuck-ass kids. <laughs> and... <laughs> It got to a point where she wanted to have a career, but kept having these fuck-ass kids. So, when she went to go do her career, she took me with her to raise these fuck-ass kids. Yeah, we was the first two fuck-ass kids, though. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm not denying that at all. Matthew was obviously perfect ever since he started. Well, only baby Jesus is perfect. But... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway. I told you, leave me with the few flashbacks I have. And here you go. a long conversation Just, then. All but, right, go ahead. So, I went along to these births. And there was one mom who really liked me being around. Even though I was like 13, 14, tops. One of mom's clients? One of mom's clients. She okay. really liked me. And when the baby was asleep, she wanted me to be around for the birth. And that was the first time I saw the process, not like just crowning. Mm. Uh, Crowning Mm. is when the baby's head first starts popping out. I knew that, but for the folks at home. But for the folks at home. The folks at home, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the folks at home. Oh, yeah. Grab some caribou coffee. Oofta. Um, and that was the first time I can remember not hating being a girl at the time. What I was not having a vagina. Yeah, that was the first time. The first time you didn't hate having a vagina. There we go. Yeah, it was for once the very first time in my whole life. It meant again, something. This is like just at the very tip of the iceberg puberty. I had I was a late bloomer, didn't have a lot going for me to this point. And I still knew that I hated having a vagina and everything yeah. it meant to me and to the world. Yeah. And then I saw But you could do that. That that people can do that. You could do that. You could make another fucking person. I could make another human. I could go through. make another person. That. Oh, he needs a little. Insane. Like. Just a little. I'd seen the videos of what's happening to the anatomy as that other human you created emerges into this fucking world. You know what? You know what people watch more videos of, though? It's, It's the other end. Yeah. It's, it's the dude. It's the penis end. The penis. The, the people yeah. love that shit. That's why every porn part. video ever ends with the cum shot. Like I stop it before that's the when, cum shot. <laughs> that's when sex is over, isn't it? Like that's <gasps> not if no. you're a grown up. No, no, not if you're a grown up. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I keep going. Um, I keep that shit pumping. I'm working on it. Yeah. I work hard. Okay? Stay hard. But that was 
the yeah, first time. It seems way more important. Honestly, that end. one of the only times, even to this day, the number of times I felt like this is so fucking few, but it was one of the only times in my life where it felt like something I wanted to be part of. Where I didn't feel like it was a curse to be born with this hole between my legs. Yeah. It felt like I was not only equal, but superior, honestly. Yeah. You couldn't do that. No. No, I can't. I can... <laughs> I can... Yeah! But yeah! even if you were like, designed to stretch crazy, unimaginable ways, especially when Which you're Which I can, by the way! Through your... I found a hole. <laughs> I found okay. something to stretch so, out. Okay. The thing you stretch out, you stretch it out 10 centimeters, you make it this big, that's okay with you? Prop. Prop. Uh, look, she would know better. That's alright. That's a little bit more. That's That's a little bit bigger than I usually do. Yeah. That's big. That's big? That's big. That's big. A little bit of practice, though. Come on. Okay, mom tried it eight times and still did not have a good time. <laughs> she practiced a lot. Fucking pussy. No, I... Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You don't want to... Anyway. Let's... <laughs> um, as gross as it is, and I'm not gonna tell you... Empowering as fuck. No, I like, get it. Like, yeah, especially... E the penis... Being a penis person... I don't think even There's a lot okay. Of let's imagine. There's a lot of. Let's benefits. just imagine this crazy other universe. Yeah. Where you're married to this beautiful, perfect woman, and uh -huh. you're so excited that she's about to give birth, and it's so beautiful that she's so strong, and she's going through this crazy, horrible thing, and she's doing it so good. Yeah. That doesn't even come close to being someone. Who Who's doing it? Wants to do it. Yeah. People, there are a lot of people out there who don't want to do it, and they do it, and they're beautiful, and they're amazing, and they do a great job, no matter how it happens, no matter what path they take through it. It's incredible. But as a person who wants to do it, there's no touching that feeling of seeing it done and it's, that it can that the thing you hate most about yourself most of the time is amazing okay it is it is a great a fantastic power that you possess Simply by the fact that you have a womb and a vagina to create life like that. It is an insane ability But there's a piece of advice And I'm not gonna take credit for this, but with great power comes great responsibility it's that's having and i know i know you 
and I know the support system that you have around you, including myself, and I know that you could handle having a child, but I think you gotta, you gotta be ready. It's a great responsibility as well. And I know that not only from like just knowing that like obviously you're responsible for another human life who has absolutely no capability of doing anything for itself which seeing what i have seen from other people that are responsible for other human lives you would no doubt be able to handle 100 percent on your own no matter what for sure but see that's the thing is I'm just saying it's because I've done it. Yeah. Right. I have That's raised That's where I've seen it. I have raised 3 to 5 children depending on which ones you ask and when and who. But I raised them. Mom was busy. Dad was gone. It You and Matthew were busy fighting yourselves and each other, figuring out what it all was to have a penis. We focused on fighting you for a long time. Yeah, you did. I it got helped our relationship. I don't know if you can that. tell that it's lasted forever, but <laughs> got some know. vivid memories of that. But we don't have to get into that. Um, it was a rough going. entire fucking childhood. Yeah, for it sure. was bad and. Let me tell you how hot. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm being a little discouraging because of, like, my own biases and my own nihilism about the entire universe and about everything in it and about trying to bring more life into it and, like, how I think there's probably enough people. But, you know, like, if you want to have more people, who cares? Like, do it. But I just, I don't know. I had such a hard time. I'm still having a hard time. And I'm almost fucking 30. Almost fucking 30. But. And I'm still like, why am I here? That's. Maybe don't tell your kid they're an accident in early childhood. Yeah, see. That might help. That's the big thing that a lot of people aren't considering right now. Millennials, everybody's talking about them. Millennials don't want kids, which is so valid. The yeah. earth is dying. Nazis are back. How many Everything people there sucks. are in China? Do you have any clue how many people there are? The ozone is basically gone. Like, there's a lot of very valid reasons not to have children. Yep. That are just general, broad, across-the-board, global reasons not to reproduce anymore. Yeah. But a thing not a lot of people, especially millennials in our generation, are thinking of is the people who are reproducing are reproducing more people who just are going to be re-traumatized. 
they were fucked up as kids because their parents were fucked up and they're going to fuck up their kids. And then those kids are going to be the kids that are here because the smart people don't want kids because everything's terrible. You know what the funny part about idiocracy was? You know what the joke was in the entire movie? What's that? It's that people were stupider and stupider instead of traumatized and more traumatized in every generation. And every generation that has been traumatized has a fuckload of kids that they also traumatize. And then those kids have a fuckload of kids because they're traumatized and they, you know, don't use condoms. But anyway, they keep on going and keep on going and it keeps hurt people, hurt people. And then that is a giant pyramid scheme by the end of it. That's and that's where the we're at. red mushrooms. Red mushrooms. What? How does that relate to red mushrooms? That's happy stuff. What? It's all. What's the connection? Here? But it's cooler than that. Um, get, get it there. So you're talking about how hurt people hurt people hurt people. Right. And throughout the years, they become stupider and more hurt. It's a pyramid scheme of trauma. It's a pyramid scream of trauma. What you said. Yeah. Um, red mushrooms, while it's not conscious, which the cycle of abuse is not conscious for most people. Yeah. It was this mushroom saw that this mushroom made it and reproduced, so it's going to be like that mushroom. And then these mushrooms over here see that these mushrooms are doing okay. Oh so gosh. these mushrooms are going to be like those mushrooms. And now the mushrooms are red. Yeah. You are, um... Correct. You are absolutely correct. And that is exactly like and what I was trying to say. Why I want to bring blue mushrooms into the world. Blue being a non-scientific... Be my goddamn guess. Like, I'm but, not going to pretend to know that much about mushroom colors, but the point is it's a different color. Yeah. Is, and you know what? Maybe my one to three blue mushrooms are not going to eradicate red mushrooms. No, but there will be some fucking blue mushrooms. But there will there. be some blue mushrooms. I get it. And. I get it. Even. Like, even that kind of sounds selfish. Like, I want to put more of myself out into the world. No, it doesn't. No, that's not selfish. That is literally evolution, and you should not be ashamed of that. That is literally the whole reason anything is here. Go ahead. Like, (laughs) I don't know if this is going to sound conceited or not. It's not intentionally The fact that that I don't get it should sound conceited. Because the fact that I don't want to propagate I don't want my DNA out there I don't want offspring that's weird that's that's against evolution that's against evolution (laughs) I think that it should end here I'm like no this is enough fuckery you still do the evolutionary part though which is being a slave to your body and having sex so the evolution is still there 
It's just there are human measures in place for that to be a yes, my result conscious that cannot mind. occur. Yeah. My conscious that's what, what makes me weird is the We're talking about our mushroom minds. Yeah. But I'm not talking about my monkey brain. My monkey brain still wants to fuck. But <laughs> But my thing is as a blue mushroom. I've been raised by these red mushrooms. Everything's a warning sign. Everything's terrible. I've been traumatized beyond imagination. Um, and then I'm a blue mushroom. And I spend all of my energy trying to spread non-poison to as many places as I can. I want to sprout Spores. as many blue mushroom spores as I can. Yeah. Every person I interact with, I want them to leave the conversation feeling like there's another option other than the horrors of humanity. And I feel like... I'm doing this. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> if I reproduce and, you know, a few other people in my generation reproduce. There's a few other blue mushrooms out there spreading a few more spores. Yeah, we're gonna be outnumbered by reds for a fuck long time. It probably won't be my kids. It might not even be my grandkids. Maybe my great-great-grandkids will have a chance. But if I can help spread the blue mushrooms and eventually we at least have a shot, that feels like a good thing for me. It is a good thing. And as a blue mushroom, yeah. who has been through so Same. much trauma yeah. from evolution and predators and outside and everything, as a blue mushroom who has faced all the things the red mushrooms are afraid of and calcified against, yeah. I think there need to be more blue mushrooms. Yeah. You know what's crazy is, like, when it was like mushrooms and like evolution like even slower than what we're talking about now it was you know one mushroom would have that experience of like oh fuck I shouldn't have made that mistake now I'm dead and it would take you know a hundred years for another mushroom to make that exact same mistake and die and that was what it would take but now now we can remember things. Yeah. We can learn a fucking lesson and be like, holy shit. Why did I do that? And change it next time? Yeah, because I better. can, you know, go through everything I've been through. And I can have my little blue mushroom who I know will most likely go through a lot of the same things. And now I can remember and I can help them through it. And then they'll pro I'll probably do a bad job at that. I'm not even going to lie. What helped me probably will not help them. Yeah. But then they can learn from that and they pass it on to their, let's say, three blue mushrooms. And it goes and it yeah. goes. And eventually the red mushrooms aren't as cool as they fucking think they are. It's absolutely true. And I feel like that, like, part of why I started getting up on stage was that exact same reason. It was, like, kind of, like, 
spreading spores. Like, especially with the fucking foot stuff, man. Like, everybody I included thought it was so fucking weird. And then one time, I was on a date with this girl, and she was like, what's the weirdest thing you're into? And I was like, okay, fine. Like, after much persistence asking on her part, I was like, fine, I'm into feet. She was like, is that it? Like, that's not that weird. And from that moment on, I was like, guess I'm going for it. Which I 100% will give you as a person. It's my gift to the world. Is worst trying fear. Trying to normalize a foot fetish. My worst fear is hooking up with someone with a foot fetish. <laughs> and I've been in some terrible situations. That's still. <clears throat> no, sir. But even like, <laughs> the amount you talk about it and go into your shows and shit, it's a lot more normalized for me. Yeah. To hear about it and see memes about and shit, like, I still would rather be I can't. dead, literally, <laughs> I than can't. have someone try and suck on my toes. I can't remember who the quote is. I'm pretty sure it's a comedian, but he said, once you laugh at something, you can never take it as seriously again. And that seems like a noble goal for me. That seems like something to aspire to, is to make people laugh at some shit. And get them to stop taking things so goddamn seriously. And I know I do it. I know I do We all do. Shit, but. God damn it, man. People all up in arms about. Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend to understand or begin to touch on cryptocurrency. I'm not. I'm not interested in trying to pursue that conversation. I know some important keywords that have been repeatedly said to me a lot of times. Alright, let's I'm go not, through all those keywords. Mining. Yep. Something, they have computers. And the computers do things, and then they have cryptocurrency, which makes money because stonks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's it. That makes For no anybody... sense to me. They just download money and turn it into real money by buying the fake money on the internet? That's, okay, that's yeah. what it is? Yes. They buy money, and it makes fake money on the internet. I hate the internet. I... And money. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... Alright. We're talking about drugs! <laughs> Just in case anyone was curious. Um, so, uh, you basically just blew the whole lid off of cryptocurrency. Just in the hell. People you have gave away nice all the computers you and they download fake money and sell it for real money, but when they sell it for real money, it devalues the money so they have less money. But Stop giving away insider information. <laughs> you realize how much the price of Dogecoin has gone down since you started talking? <laughs> Just call me Elon Musk. Yeah. 
Tesla. You, you really do it? Ooh, I know that word. That's about cryptocurrency. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, 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 my Bitcoin's at 75 cents. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's For check all your... the listeners, I bought $1 worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> um, and I, started... I have been keeping track of it. It's like literally a one millionth of a Bitcoin. It's. Zero point. I think oh, it's, cool! You have a millionth of a fake dollar? Yes. Question mark. Yeah, bro. Look oh, at you. Oh no! Brother. It's down again. What's it at? Fifty nine cents. Oh wow! I started with a dollar, everyone. You're I at. Started with a dollar. You're at a fifty percent loss almost. Forty. Forty one. Forty one. Okay. Forty one. Any direction, but forty <laughs> if we are. <laughs> So, it's not that bad. <laughs> okay. Um, but I bought it at $1, and now it's so far down. Oh, my God. Um, Yay, stonks. Stonks. Yeah, so I figured out the secret. It's buy, buy low, sell high? Buy low, sell high. Oh, oh, I got to figure out what, like, percentage of Bitcoin that I have. Uh, it will tell me somewhere. Can I go to it? Nope. I see your shuffling cards over there. Would you like to describe the type of cards that you were shuffling? Um, while Andrew is Googling how very little fake money he has invested his very little real money know. into. Can you show me? Um, I am shuffling my Wildwood Tarot deck. Um, I am a very inexperienced, non-professional, non-expert, don't get too attached to me tarot reader person. I figured out how many bitcoins I have. How many fake dollars did you spend your real money on? I have 0. <laughs> 0.0000195 bitcoins. So that is definitely less than a millionth of a bitcoin. How many bitcoins does it take to buy a Tesla right now? Less than one. Like half. Wait, no, it's down. Oh my god. It would take one whole bitcoin to buy a Tesla right now. And I have a millionth of a... And I spent a dollar. Do you have any idea how much other people have invested into Doge and Bitcoin and blah, oh, blah, blah? Oh, I have blah. a little bit of an idea. It's a lot. It's um, so much money. I have recently been encouraged to start investing. Uh, something I'm very much opposed to. Yeah, fuck that. I can't do it. Morally and I could do mathematically, it. not my goal. Nope. Like, I get where it can be awesome if you're really good at pretending. That's how I felt about selling cars. Um. I tell you about when I sold cars? Yes. Ugh. But I started a digit 
Digit is a fantastic savings app that saves tiny bits of money you won't even notice. Well, this podcast sponsored by Digit. Uh, do it. Anyway, um, I started a Digit Savings Bank or whatever, my little subcategory for investments. It's got $3 in it, and I'm already feeling like I'm wasting my time. Like, I get it how some people are really good at having fake money and making them feel rich about it. It wants you to put $3 in Bitcoin? Well... What I'm confused. The, the person who wants me to start investing wants me to save up $2,500 to put into a Roth IRA investment retirement account. That sounds okay, legit. Okay, that is actually legit. It's a real Roth thing. IRAs no, I know. actually legit. But don't invest your money in bullshit. I just don't... I absolutely believe in investing in real estate... I believe investing in a business, yeah. any of that. It's the fake... Bank for a bank. Bank for a bank. Put your pretend fake money on this pretend fake thing that might pretend fake work for a while, and hopefully you get it before it's too it's late. It's all numbers in a computer. It's all fake. I but don't... guess what? Guess what? So are we. Yeah, I don't... That's a secret. I don't like it. I don't want to just put my real people money and lose it to fake numbers in a computer based on... That could happen. How many, you know, iPods Apple sells this month? Like... Sometimes it's based on that. Exactly. I don't like it. And you know what? It's not fun. If I'm with someone like my partner is real into investing and they're doing a good job with it and somehow they're getting real money from the fake money world doing crazy shit awesome cool i'm not putting my money into it i'm gonna save my money and i'm gonna go to disney world or i'm gonna buy a place in newport news or i'm gonna go to fucking ireland or amsterdam like i want to live my life, I don't want to circle it around fake internet money that might someday help me travel when I'm old. Okay. When I could just save my real people money okay. and do okay. what I want okay. right now. But, but, just thought of a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't just know imagine, what I'm talking about anymore, so. Just imagine, no limits... On, like, you know, cost isn't an issue, money doesn't fucking matter, your partner is 100% agreeable to whatever the fuck you're talking about, what is your perfect, like, like, I'm going here for the rest of my fucking life spot. Like, bye, see ya, going to the mountain somewhere, an island somewhere, What what is it? I want to live... I want to live... Like, unrealistic as fuck. Unrealistic as fuck. I want to have my money to where, you know, I'm a rock star. I can do what I want and buy what I want. Not necessarily extravagance. That's the present. In the the, world. But, like... That's the present. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. And I can live in a nice... Magic wand. Reasonable house... 
within walking distance of a beach. Yep. Near a civilization. You know, I got... Yeah. For example, and this is purely, like, metaphoric, not specific. I'm, you know, within ten minutes of a target. (laughs) I'm around civilization. There's There's people. There's There's major things around. I mean, it's a beach. It's a beach, Most of the time, beaches have cities. But it's not... <clears throat> That's a you common know, feature. Like, so, it's rough. not Atlanta. It's not... Right. It's not Miami. It's not Miami. It's not San Francisco. But it's well, also... Well, San Francisco is not a beach town. Yeah. But it's but, also not, you know, West... Key West. Where yeah. there's, like, basically nothing. Except you got your, like, old people who live there real good. And then spring break is always there. But it's, like, a real place <clears throat> where real people live. Okay. It's not necessarily a tourist destination, but I can walk to the beach and I can live my life like I do here in Augusta, basically. Like, everything I need or want is around, Yeah. but, you know, there's nothing extravagant. There's nothing crazy about it except the Masters, which I don't want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> For me, it's a rocky shore. There's a house up on top of a cliff top. And there's like a huge drop off before you get down to like a really like rocky like series of shell covered fucking beach like with a bunch animals. of sharp stuff. Yeah. Like something from a series of unfortunate events. Like just scraggly as fuck. But during the daytime, like when it's not storming outside, fucking beautiful. And then, like, you know, on the other side, where it's not the ocean side, there's, like, a giant, like, field that, you know, sheep just go along their merry way. You want to live in Ireland. Yes. But I also want the bar to really like me and think I'm funny. Whatever the pub is nearby, I want to be, like, the stand-up comedian for just that bar, and they always think I'm funny. You want to live in Ireland. Yes, but I want them to know that I'm funny. Like, I don't think that I Do you have any can... idea how easy it is to make the Irish laugh? <laughs> Just show them a potato. Just show them a potato. Oh, my God. Why did I not think of this before? <laughs> Obviously. You want to live in Ireland. Oh, my God. Fucking Stonehenge right around the corner. But I want to live in Ireland. Like, no shame, bro. It's... I've never been there. But it's one of the places that, like, I really want to go, but I've never gone. And, like, I can't think of a legit reason to go. Like... To go. Because... Cause just you'll go. Want to. Yeah. Cause you'll because you want to. Yeah. Because it's the Earth. want to experience it, so go experience The Earth it. is so much cooler than Augusta. The earth is so much cooler than America. People people think that America has so many different, like, landscapes and cultures, which is cool, I guess. It's nothing that, like other places, It's nothing though. like exactly. the world. No. No, there's nothing like Japan, ever. Go Anywhere else. see the world. You don't need a reason. You don't need an excuse. You just need... 
real money, not fake internet money that might be real money someday. But the fake internet money will get you there. That's the whole thing. There are Instagram influencers who somehow go to Ireland just to take pictures of themselves in Ireland. They get the tickets before they have any money, and by the time they get there, they've made so much money off of ads from the fact that they're going to Ireland that they have made enough money to pay for their trip to Ireland. It's so stupid, yeah. and I don't know how to do but that. But they get paid in money over the internet. They don't get paid in a millionth of a Bitcoin. Well, and that's... <laughs> that's the, what I'm talking about. The millionth of a Bitcoin thing is a bit. Like, it's basically just, like, I want to keep track there, of how Bitcoin's doing. I'm not so interested in investing in Bitcoin. Who are, who base the rest of their lives over investing. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. That's I, like what you were talking about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you were talking about earlier with the, you don't want to invest in bullshit and you don't want to get into the whole Wall Street bro thing, which I don't either. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I sold cars for about two months of my life. It was one of the worst experiences ever. I felt I could terrible inside. I felt like an stop. asshole. Like, the entire time I was doing it. There's no way to do that job at all. Much less successfully. Without being a 100% complete and total asshole. And it sucks. And that's why I quit. Because fuck those people. Car dealerships should be illegal. And yet... They are the only way to legally buy a fucking car. Other than Facebook Marketplace. But, you know. Oh, how are those cards coming? Um, so I've been shuffling for a while. Which, again, I'm not an expert. These aren't scientific methods. You might not find this on the internet. So you're telling me this is divine wisdom. This is divine wisdom. From my own interpretations, I refuse to believe there are rules with tarot readings because I feel like that defeats the fucking purpose. Yeah, it's like Outback. No rules, just right. Um, so while I've been sitting here shuffling these cards, there's a couple that have just popped out to me throughout the shuffling that, I don't know, Maybe it'll come up as important later. But I do have set aside here a few cards that have fallen out of the deck while I'm shuffling. And I've always been a pretty firm believer that the cards that fall out of the deck want to be seen. Yeah. Attention whores. Um, yes. This deck in particular, my Wildwood Struck deck. half the deck. What does that mean? means I'm a little bit intoxicated. <laughs> um, but this deck in particular was one of my first decks I ever got. And it's a bitch. This deck, you can ask it if you should eat a grilled cheese sandwich what? today. And it will tell you, okay, but dump your boyfriend too. What made you decide this deck and not the one that I just got you as a present? I haven't had time to talk to that deck. 
Okay. I haven't had time to. So you, you know, give me the Kohar bitch deck. Well, I don't like any of my other decks right now. Um. Doesn't sound like you like this deck either. I like this deck because this deck isn't gonna lie to me. This deck isn't gonna sugarcoat it. The other decks will tell you basically the same thing. But this one is a lot easier for me to read for whatever reason. Yeah. I feel a lot more connected to this deck than any of the other ones. Of course. Even though I got a lot of decks that I yeah. really love and I love reading from. But when I want an actual reading or to actually understand something, I go to these cards. I would like to buy myself tarot cards, but I don't think I take them seriously enough. I really don't. I, like, look at the cards, and, like, I just, like, I do feel like there's something there, but I just don't think that I am, like, special in that way. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's for me. It to took me a long handle. time. Um, my first interaction with tarot cards, actually. It's like if you told me to change out a plumbing pipe, I would be like, mm-mm. My first interaction with tarot cards was this tiny, like, half-inch by half-inch gummy bear deck that they had at the balanced body while I was working there. So it's a, literally a little teeny tiny it's deck. It's a little teeny tiny deck. Of course. And it had a little teeny tiny book in it. And it was just on the desk. And nobody ever touched it. It was just on the desk like as a joke. And I started playing with it. And doing readings with it. And learning from it. And that's where I actually started to feel like. Connection to the cards. Okay. Because. You know, when I first started doing that, I was like, you know, this is all fucking stupid. Cards you can't tell you your future. any, like, examples of stuff that came up that was, like, super relevant at no. the time? No. Which is crazy because of my yeah. memory. But well, I just remember being so connected you know. to those cards. I remember um, her name was Moon. One of the massage Whose therapists. Whose name was Moon? One of the massage therapists who worked at the balanced body at the time. Ah. Uh, her name was Moon, and I was sitting at the desk, just kind of playing with them, looking at the card and reading the book, trying to study what each of the things meant. And she had me draw her a card. And I don't remember what it was or what the meaning was specifically, but she told me that I had a gift with the cards. And I was like, okay, crazy lady. From this lady. little teeny tiny de deck? Yeah, the little gummy bear deck. Yep. I was like, okay, crazy lady, thanks for boosting my spirits. But then I did another reading for someone else with their own deck. Um, which is kind of frowned upon, I know now. But, um, and they were shocked with my reading for them. And then I gave it up for a long time. Just because I was living with my parents, you know, dad had found a tarot deck in my house, in my room. Oh, he no. He would have burned the whole house down. Like. Yeah. 
Uh, so I kept away from it for a while. And then when I first moved out of Dad's and me and Chris got our own place together, um, I got this deck. And ever since then, I felt like me and this deck have an understanding of each other. Yeah. And even though we don't always necessarily like each other, you know, it's there's that mutual respect. <laughs> Which might sound crazy. Just ride or die. Yeah, it... I'm sure it sounds crazy to somebody who doesn't believe fully in these things. Well, I mean, like, I understand. I understand where it comes from. I understand the guttural feeling about it. I understand the, um... I don't know. Like, cognitively, I can... Gee, Chris, you're so precious. The baby! Um, I do not know what in my brain makes me just shut off every time I see this fucking cat. It's amazing. It's so amazing. He's so fucking cute. And it turns my brain to mush. Oh my god. Uh, The other day, I was having a very important conversation with an employee. I was like correcting them on something. I was like in full boss mode. And then Dear Maria started playing, and my brain turned off, and I just started I got singing. I picture, I'm going with you, dear <laughs> And then I almost couldn't get it back. I was like, oh, what are we talking about? That's that trauma, baby. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so getting back to the beginning, the first question here. Uh, I have what I'm going to call a four-card pull here. Uh, It's actually five cards, but two fell out at the same time. And I don't... I wasn't, you know, thinking or focusing on any particular person or thing at this time as they fell out. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to pretend there's a specific meaning here. Yeah. But I do know cards that jump out. One is two. that's always a thing. Like, if you feel a card... Um... Sounds like a justification, but go on. Also, a couple provisos for anyone listening. I mentioned before that I'm no professional and want you to hold no weight on this, please and thank you. are saying this is all bullshit. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, if you want it to be. Uh, I don't typically read in, like, upside-down cards, meaning that it's the opposite meaning. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, that should be upside-down. Fuck this. But not always. Um, we don't miss up quinticles and pentacles. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the quintessential. I will try and read the specific definitions of these cards from this book, but I'm going to let you know I can't see any of these words. It's very dark. It's very dark. I'm blind let's, and illiterate. Let's go blind and illiterate. I would love your raw interpretations okay. of just what the card looks like. What you know from just experience. Just your... Full raw dog in it. Yes, raw dog in (laughs) it. Raw dog, my reality, No book. Fuck the book. (laughs) Okay. You know what the book is? A bunch of fucking nonsense. Let's see. It's a tool. So. Start wherever you feel is appropriate. I'm going to start over here where the two cards... With the double. With the double. 
Uh, which is also, like, the latest ones that fell out. The most recent. Most recent, yes. Yeah. All right. Most um, recent two cards. So on top, we have the Blasted Oak. Blasted Oak. Yes. Um, need to see it's it up a close to get a... Major... Menorah? Is that what it's Arcana? called? Arcana? Arcana? Sure. Could be. Um, so, like, the lovers... I know lovers, that word from Dungeons and Dragons. The, lo oh, the lovers, death, that. the tree of life, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, those are the major... Arc major Arcana. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those. Yeah, I've seen Sabrina. <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking of Lady and Menorah. Page anyway. of Stones, the Lynx. Okay, I'll give them back. Sorry. <laughs> so, the first I think one they're cool. I is think they're the Blasted Oak, which was technically on top, I guess. Yes. Um, Which is a depiction of an old oak tree with a broken branch and a person on fire falling out of the oak tree into a cavern. Which I'm gonna come back to. I didn't even, like, think about it like that. I just thought he was, I don't know, falling. I didn't even see him on fire, but I guess he yeah. probably was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... He's also naked. That's how I, like, I just gloss over everything. That's, that's how you gotta live life, man. You just put a nice little um, icing... All the bad memories, and they all and then just go away. Underneath it is the Page of Stones, which is a spotted lynx climbing <clears throat> through an oak tree. Um, I don't know. I feel like these cards won't make sense until I see the other ones. So we're okay. just going to do the next one. I mean, the oak tree is consistent. Yes. That's weird. They both came at the same time. The next one is the King of Vessels. The Heron. Um, Heron. Vessels in this deck, or cups in a more typical right. deck, are very emotional cards. Yeah. Um, like spoons. Like, like spoons. Yeah. Um... In this particular deck, it goes page, queen, king, and then, like, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think. This card depicts a heron bird standing on one leg in a strong river. Standing in front of a twisted oak tree. Oh. Um, Alright. The heron is a cookie. very old bird. Very stoic. Stoic is relevant. <laughs> um, and it's interesting to me... That he's standing away from this tree that is so involved in these other cards. And we're going to see what the next one is. 
I know this is it. all going to make sense in a minute. It'll all come together. Mm -hmm. Next is the page of vessels. The otter. <sighs> who is... Otter. Standing, significant otter. Who is standing on a ledge beside this river. He's definitely far away from Can the I oak tree. But he is also alone. He is alone, but he's monitoring that river. He's watching. He's looking for opportunities. Opportunity calls. Um, yeah. This is an otter. We got one more over there. This is the last one. Last one. It's upside down. Uh oh. First one. Oopsie. It's the four of arrows. Uh -oh. Rest. Which arrows or knives? Maybe? Knives, swords, typically. Knives, swords, one yeah. of those. Um they're physical cards. They represent what they sound like. Um they're your true human mortal issues. In this particular card, there is a monarch butterfly mm -hmm. flying over a person lying in the grass surrounded by four arrows. None of them are piercing him, though. Hmm. And it is upside down. It's upside down. And the butterfly is in front of an oak branch. How do you know it's an oak in all of these? Are you just look saying... Look at them. No, look at, me... look at the tree in all of these pictures. Hold on. I gotta get order. a flashlight here. Yeah. Look at the tree. It's the same tree. Oh. My. God. It is very clearly the same tree. Are all of these oak trees? I mean, this the life tree. Yeah, true. But if you look through the cards... I mean, look at the otter. That's a different tree. Oh, yep. Yeah. The, that's a different uh -huh. tree. Uh-huh. Okay. All that's right. oak. <laughs> There's an oak. Yeah, he's in there, too. But That's a different tree. That's a different one. Oh, my God. Okay. That's a different tree. Yeah. That's yeah, a different tree. Different. I don't know if that one well, was. Okay. But I do get it. There's plenty of different trees in this deck. And every single one of these cards... Are sans, the same tree. Sans Otter have been the same tree. And that includes the double cards. And the upside down. What does an oak tree represent? Strength. Oaks are very strong. strong. They're very old. They're deep, deep-rooted. Can I tell you I'm sick of being told I'm strong? Same! Oh, my God. Oh, it's so <sighs> stupid. I literally, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I know I used to be told all the time that Andrew, the name, means strong and manly. <laughs> I hate it. It's the biblical definition, apparently. Uh, the biblical According definition to mom and dad. of my dead name. Yeah. Will not quote. Not, um, not even going to say it. 
is a gift from God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yikes. I remember laughing at that basically my whole life. But anyway. Same, like, same with the strong and manly thing. I was like, no way. No, not going to happen. Hey, you know what? Now I am, like, physically strong. And, like, in no way manly whatsoever. I gotta make sure I kick that back the other direction. Every time I get stronger, I gotta get less manly. Keep yourself it's a balance. In check. <laughs> yeah. You trying to glean something over there? Trying to comprise. I will say, my kitty cats basically turn me to jello. <laughs> They're so perfect. This is a baby. Uh, I and think they can get this away with anything they wanted. Particular reading is about something we weren't gonna talk about on this podcast. Damn. Okay. Well, we can talk about the reading off off air. Yeah. Um, We'll just well, you could give a generalization though, like a generalization. I don't. Know. Of, it I depends don't. on if Maybe you a can. Premise? I can't. No. No. All right. <laughs> That's cool. Keep the cards though. Yep. Leave them Fair. as is. That way we can remember. Take but sure. that is fair. Yep. It's a Honestly. I was going to say, like, maybe you could do a one-card one on me, but if it's on me, then it's probably also going to be... It, I mean... It's just going to... We We can do one card for you. I don't know. I no. don't want to just... No, because... If you ask I don't want to disappoint the fans. I d no. Just do it. I don't but give a fuck. Ask. Okay. <laughs> just I go want ahead. You, you want shuffle the deck. Okay. I'm giving you permission. All right. Think about what... You want to ask? Direction, uh, yeah. What direction? You need it doesn't have to be specific. Yeah, it doesn't have just to be anything. Literally okay. anything. But it's think but about it's yourself me. at best. Just, like, yeah, just there you think go. about Keep you. It, the pure essence of you. Keep it me. In your question. I like that. And Whatever. just let me know when you're done. I can do that. I can be myself. Yeah. <laughs> I can put myself into this. That's easy. And then just let me know when you're done. <laughs> oh, God. Now everybody has Corona. <laughs> Alright, that's an old joke. It's We've all been vaccinated. Have we? <laughs> Have you? No. No? Whoops! <laughs> it's a Not interested. Insider baseball information for everybody. <laughs> I don't want Bill Gates' fucking microchip, okay? Um, I don't know how it affects human Anything. fertility. Set yeah. that aside. Anything. That's three of them. Just set it aside. Don't worry about it. <coughs> we'll check it out later. <laughs> don't question it. It's been my um, I knew I should have taken a Benadryl. I fucking pollen, man. What mm -hmm. pollen? How is it? It's very sensitive. Pollen. I mean, I know this, but I'm trying to think of like what is At blooming the... right now. Oh, yeah. It's almost always pine. But, um,. I've had allergies since I moved here. 
You remember you in... You also stopped taking it for a little while, so it hasn't been consistent. All right, yes, so I have not been taking my allergy much. medication. Ooh. Like a fucking <laughs> nerd! <laughs> I'm just explaining. Ugh, stand-up comedian <laughs> and an openly homeschooled individual. I hate myself for being a nerd. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> are you comfortable with the top card, or do you want to split the deck? The top card's fine. Okay. So, the top card is upside down, and it is the five of arrows. Oh, great. Frustration. Oh. Is the name you of the don't course. say. You don't say. Was it that is. in somehow, in any way, involved in my shuffle? I had no idea. <laughs> it is a depiction of a goat uh, jumping down a hill towards an archer who has shot four arrows and is prepared to shoot his fifth at this goat. Oh, my God. Uh, the archer seems pretty mad that he's shot this many shots and not hit this fucking goat running directly at him. Yeah, but the goat's getting closer. The goat's getting closer. Like, more so in range of the archer. Um. Yeah, they're pretty, like... They're right there. Yeah. He might miss him. But, I mean, based on how close the other arrows are to him, he's had time to hit this goat. (laughs) He's just a bad shot. Um, I don't particularly think it being upside down has any meaning here. I think this card is... It's about how many close calls you've had recently. Yeah. Where... You weren't necessarily close to intimate death. Like, clearly the archer isn't on his game. Yeah. But. That seems about right. You, you could have got hit pretty bad. And you found yeah. a way to go around it. Taking some risks in my day. And it seems like if God's trying to kill me, he's a poor archer. That seems about right. That I feel like you're still afraid accurate. of this next arrow. Yeah. It's closer. Well, always. It's more real. It's bigger. It's bigger. Um, but that's for sure. You know what? I bet the guy trying to shoot me, if he actually got a hit, he'd probably take me to the hospital and get me some goat medicine and bandage my little goat leg. I bet he'd get me all better because he's just trying to save me from the big scary mountain. Let's see what your other cards are you dropped here. Oh my god, no! (laughs) Two of them are upside down. Well, that's because you picked them up upside down. I picked them up. You said upside down okay. don't matter. It doesn't. Not with these ones, too. I'm just scared. That's all. So, you have the Major Arcana 11, 
the Woodward. The Woodward. Um, the Woodward keeps the Lynx as his pet. Oh. Yo. Who we might refer back to that first reading. The Lynx is one of the cards pulled. Yeah, right. He sits outside the oak. King over the land. Uh. He's a bearded, gruff man. Oh, no. He... But he sits outside of the oak. But he sits outside of the oak. That's, uh... With his spear ready for battle, but not till he has to. So, like, you're telling me I picked, like, a perfect magic deck of, like, cards that combine... Mm-hmm. In yeah. perfect ways and like support each other. You'd be awesome at cock magic. Cock magic the gathering. <laughs> um, the Ten of Vessels, which this is an amazing card. I'm about to say that's like the top. I one have of the tops. never <laughs> drawn this card for myself. Because it's too good for you? It's too good for me. It is the Ten of Cups or Vessels. It's literally your cup overflowing. Vessels, like I, I said, say, are so very with, yeah. emotional cups and are very emotional cards. And this one, you're, it's a picture of a waterfall falling over these ten cups and the water splashing out and moving on to the next cups and down the waterfall. It's beautiful. It's Dangerous and it's passionate. It's heavy, but it's beautiful. The Ten of Cups represents happiness and success. That's a good card to get. Yeah, it's because I'm going to be. And as many readings as I've done in my life, I have never once, not even one time, Gotten the Ten of Cups. I got it by accident. You didn't get it by accident. You don't get cards by accident. You don't get cards by accident. Yeah, my life <laughs> felt like an accident. Then like you're having a your next experience. card. Don't be a human right now. Your next card that you dropped here is the Two of Stones. That sounds bad. Um, it's not, not necessarily bad. bad. Just, it sounds normal. Stones are Which about strength. Two um, cojones. Especially, like, like, mental penguin. strength. Yeah. Penguins give rocks before they leave. Yeah, it's... it's vessels are emotional. Arrows are, you know, physical. Pentacles are money. Stones are mental. And okay. the two of stones is a fight. It's a challenge. This particular deck depicts two strong hares standing, hares like bunnies, yes. hares standing on their hind legs, fighting. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it's a That's really cool, cool. card. Mm-hmm. I love this deck. Yeah. They like yes. boxing. It's like two yeah. rabbits boxing. It's yeah, it's intense. Hilarious was my term. Yeah, you seen too. Wallace and Gromit? Come on. 
But yeah, what is the what is the what is the boxing rabbits mean? Um, I feel like. Oh wait, was that the stones? That was the stones. Okay, yes. yeah, you told me what that one meant. Yeah, um, all right. I feel like your reading here ties into the other one that happened a little bit. Yeah. But I can be a little bit more vague slash descriptive here. If you want to be, go ahead. It doesn't matter. It seems like you have some really, really tense emotions that you're not really sure how to navigate. Well, that seems true no matter what point I'm at in my life. Yeah, but there's there's a specific target of it. Yeah, well, there's, that makes sense to not divulge. But Yeah, like, yes, you've had these close calls recently. You've been dodging these arrows, and it's been scary, but you've been doing it. But this next one is very specific. And you don't know... How to handle it. The challenge isn't necessarily you versus someone else. It really seems like it's you versus yourself. Where do you stand in your feelings here? Oof. Which, what is, what is important for you to stand up for? Hmm. And there's not an answer here. It's providing you with a question you need to answer. Yeah. But what you're most afraid of is deciding what you need to stand up for and protect and what is the right way to approach this next arrow. Hell yeah. Okay. I think I get like a little bit of it. I'm sure I'll more fully understand. I always feel like an idiot about this saying vague shit that could apply to anybody. But that's no, genuinely but that's how it works. That's what <laughs> look, that's how it works. That's what we're here for, like Look, if you heard that, if you just heard that sentence right now, that was just spoken beautifully, might I add, just eloquent as fuck about no book whatsoever, just coming off the top of your head, just spinning this shit because it's just flowing into your brain, like just instantly able to put it back out into the world as you're receiving it is an incredible gift and then if anybody else hears that and also relates or also is able to use that in any way to better themselves or like know a little bit about themselves deep down like that's incredible that's a double whammy it also kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah, I imagine so. It you also don't always sucks. want to know 
It also sucks, you know, feeling other people's feelings. Yes, it does. Yeah. It makes it hard to stay angry at people. It makes that's it hard to thing, stay angry at people, that's but one it thing also people don't makes notice it... about empaths. And understanding, because we're so fucking understanding. Like, people, that's why we get it. That's why we get it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> people don't give enough attention to that part of empathy and empaths. Like... You know, they usually view us as, like, oh, you know, this person's really sad, so they're really sad. Or, you know, this person's so angry, and they can tell that, and they feel that anger, and they want to help. I can be in complete personal agony going through the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life, and if I get too close to you know someone on the other side of it and I feel their side it's so overpowering for me that I stop standing my ground that I feel their pain more than I feel my own and I forgive them because I don't want to feel like that anymore and as long as they do I will and that's that's never going to be effective. No, it's imprisoning. It's never, yeah. I never get to be me. Yeah. I never get to feel my own feelings because as soon as I express them, I can feel how the other person reacts and that becomes more important. That overpowers me. Get you some protection. Sometimes you gotta find what your protection is. That's my biggest ally is like... I uh, kick myself in the ass and I don't want to sound like a stereotypical hippie, but like I'd be having this amethyst that's sitting on my salt lamp over there. I know it's been cleansed. I know that thing is squeaky, but for some reason, this is the only time that I've ever felt like I don't like, I need to experience other people's pain right now instead of protecting myself from it because it's so, like, it's so close. Mm, so close. Yeah, that that is a very good generalization and because you feel it. You feel like them. You are the interconnectedness of what is happening within them is happening through you. And I don't know. I feel like I need to experience that right now. But no, like my amethyst is my shield though. Like when I know I need to protect myself from something, like wear that shit, done. Like that works for me. It's my birthstone, and it also is. A I hate my stone. birthstone. But it's yeah, my mom doesn't pearl. like hers either, and that's like a stupid. What's your birthstone? Pearl. Oh, gross. Yeah. Sometimes your birthstone isn't like anything for you. Like it's it just. I hate it. Yeah. It's just What's stupid. February? Amethyst. Amethyst. Uh, I do like that. I like purple. I like... Interesting. <laughs> Shut up. It's your protection. It's okay oh. to wear your protection. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't wanna. It doesn't feel as good. But wear the protection. It doesn't feel as good. It doesn't feel as bad either. Facts. 
Oh my god. <laughs> different, different All right. Guys. Well, you know what? We're like two hours into this. Nice. So we haven't even touched on acid. We're gonna have to do another one. We will do another one. I promise you that. We didn't touch on like half yeah. of the shit we previously discussed. Oh no, that's how these go. I don't know if you've ever. I have. Yeah, it's you've good. been around, but you haven't been like the subject of a podcast before. Like, I like to. I don't know. I, you like one on one. It's just a lot. Yeah, one on one is very. More in depth, and that's how you work. Yeah. <laughs> it's much more interesting. All right. Well. I don't know if I'm even doing outros. I know I'm going to do an intro, so we'll just, like, continue to, like, say goodbye to people at the end, I guess. I don't know. Okay, goodbye, people. Goodbye. Thanks don't, for listening, Mom. Hope don't you feel find awesome. us on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, but Got it. if it was really that secret, you wouldn't have heard about it. Yeah. Like